Hey everybody, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And this is The Breakdown. Good to be back one more time. You might have heard my count in there. Three, two, one. Here we are. Boom, baby. Yeah, so we don't know what you're doing right now, no. but uh, if you're listening right when this gets released, you're probably thinking about dinner plans for tomorrow. Hopefully you're not thinking about plans. Hopefully you're like, you <laughs> know, your plan actually. Well, they're probably tasting it, you know, like, yeah. oh, like I mentally got you. tasting. Yeah. Maybe they're like smelling the... You know the beginnings of it, some pies, mm. or um, you're thinking about how you're going to get up early to, you know, cook the turkey. Classic. Get all that stuff going. By the time this show is released, we will be uh, home from church or driving home. If you're That's coming right. to the right. Thanksgiving service, which I have to say, when I was picking a new church to attend, I was glad to see that we had a Thanksgiving service here. <laughs> Not just kidding. But it has been such a, a part of my life since I was 11 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome. Did you guys have midweek service growing yeah, up? Was that a did. thing? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. most of us around here had this midweek service. So it was so good to see HPC continue, not every week, but at least Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yeah. It, okay. Hot take. Yeah. Turkey is very overrated. Okay. Well, That's see, I've got an issue for, I've got an issue with this. And by the way, just disclaimer, we didn't shop for a church. The Lord brought us here. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Sometimes we say things and it's like, put some context around mm. that, buddy. No, no. Yeah. The Lord, he places us where he wills. Praise God for everything he's done in Amen. our lives. Yeah. I, I disagree with you. I thoroughly, wholeheartedly disagree with you. I've had a lot of turkey dialogue <laughs> the past couple of days. People are saying it's dry and it's, I'm like, you got to just do it right. Well, dryness is up, it's up to the cook. Well, well like that's a, that's a when I talk cook. to people about their distaste for turkey, it always comes down to something being like it's too dry or whatever. Yeah. I just, I just find it really overrated. Like chicken, you is, need, chicken is better. You need to explain that overrated. I, it's a lot of work for what you get. <laughs> Is what I'm basically saying. Oh my goodness! It's a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of work for what you get. Wow. Um. Yeah. Because I mean, if if someone hadn't told you it was turkey mm-hmm. and they said it was chicken, no, no way. You would know. Absolutely. There is. You actually, would know. I would a hundred percent know. Now listen. With the white meat, you would know. Yeah. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's okay. turkey. You, I've had it that much. Now, now I would say we we do a lot of turkey in my family. Do you know my wife's all time favorite meal of life is a Thanksgiving dinner? Like, so Thanksgiving dinner for us is not like just once a year. This is a pretty common practice in my family. You have turkey. We have turkey multiple times a year. Okay. We have cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, cornbread stuffing. All of it. I love all these. The accoutrements, all the extras. Exactly. (laughs) I could do without the turkey. Wow. When it comes to turkey, though, I do like the dark meat. Okay. So I will recognize that that is turkey if you give me dark meat from a turkey. Okay. But white meat, I. I don't know. It could be chicken. Wow. I do feel like there is Might a distinct be my fault. Yeah. <laughs> not being able to distinguish. But I, I, again, it's so you could you could just serve me chicken. That's hilarious. We were at a I have to say this weekend, first successful Friendsgiving I've ever been a part of. Now, this is something you've done before. I have done that. Yeah, Yeah. I have never done a Friendsgiving. Um, and when you have friends for a long time, mm. it's really cool to see that 20 years later, you know, 15 years later you can gather. And it was actually really special. And cool. And and rather than this was the comment, I will say this rather than turkey on display in the crock pot, 
there was chicken. There you and, go. And, and you the didn't, and the host know. and I did. I knew <laughs> you're hilarious. You're hilarious. The host said it's cheaper. Turkey's expensive. I don't know who that host is, but that's that's true. <laughs> I was not the host. You but, were not the host. <laughs> and listen, I will I will just say, I I don't know if it's just sort of this uh this fondness that I have. Of course, there's so many movies. Where, where, where you see the turkey horror displayed, all the classic Christmas movies. Catherine, this turkey tastes half as good as it looks. I think we're all in for a very big treat. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. Okay, Eddie. Everybody's got a turkey story, bro. I mean, everybody needs a turkey story. If you haven't had a fire on Thanksgiving, if you have, I mean, we've done it all. There's not much we haven't done, but mm. I, you know, it's going to be a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're excited. Um, hope you enjoyed the service tonight. Hopefully you came out, but uh, this is awesome. This, I love that we get to do this breakdown and we get to go through. Same. It's kind of cool. So hopefully maybe you're listening while you're working on some of the fixings for the morning or whatever it may be. Last question before we get into the real part of the show, even though all of it's awesome. Do you have, I think I asked you this last year, so forgive me. Do you have a classic wake up on Thanksgiving morning, and we could even double Christmas morning, wake up on Thanksgiving morning breakfast? We do not have a classic. Okay. Uh, go to. No go to. No, okay. No. All right. I'll probably do my, my typical black coffee. Okay. So, so you'll be good. Are you the type of guy that can go with just a coffee in the morning and yes. start your day? Okay. I do a protein shake and a coffee. Okay. Yes. If you had to forego one. I would forego the the shake. That's exactly right, my friend. Yeah. Good answer. We can be friends. You know, we want to be mentally present. (laughs) (laughs) It's so classic, whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, I would even argue uh, Easter, whatever, New Year's. The cinnamon rolls are a classic go-to for my family. It's just every year without fail. In fact, we were trying something new this year and the kids said, what? No Mm. cinnamon rolls? So. Okay. That's a go-to for us. All right, you'll have to give us the uh, you know, the report back. How we that goes. we sure will. That's awesome. All right. So we had a great day on Sunday. I mean, I I'm still kind of just reeling in this world. I, I'm amazed. A lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. I, I'm amazed that we we come to a church that it's just proof. I know we say it, we might say it ad nauseum, it might be really irritating, but mm-hmm. it's just you see the direction of the Holy Spirit, you see obedience take place. And I love what Pastor Zach said weeks ago. Yeah. This is a church where we're not setting it up for this group of people or this group of people. This is a church to honor the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. We are set up yeah. for the Holy Spirit to move. Yeah. That's well, it. And I, I don't I don't think that uh, it's, I, I think we should, we should be pointing that out yeah. all the time because what you have, what we have to take from that is we have to apply that mindset to our own life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not just, it's not just something for church guys. Like yeah. when you receive that mindset and then like, you know, you might hear a lot of things about like impartation mm. when you really receive that, that mindset then gets imparted to you mm-hmm. and you then use it in your own life yeah. and you see how your steps are ordered by the Lord. Um, but you have to be looking for it. Yeah. Because uh, you can just coast, but if you're coasting, what are what are you using to guide? Because I don't even think anybody truly ever coasts. Um, I what, Jesus would say so. What you're are right. You, what are you using to guide your life? Yeah. Like, what are you look? What is the lens that you're looking through? Is mm-hmm. it through his uh, you know apostolic vision for your life, the Holy Spirit's leading for your life, or are you um, 
you know, the, the Bible talks about how we get led astray by our affections. Yeah. Um, and Satan's going to use your affections to mm-hmm. distract you from the plan of, of God in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Luke, that's so good. I, as you're talking here, I'm, I'm just thinking about how we begin each Sunday morning and where we gather together. A lot of times you, you get some, some shade thrown on like, hey, don't just come every Sunday and expect to be filled up. And what I loved about pastors that kind of rounding everything out yesterday was like, okay, like, hey, maybe it's been a while this week since you did like a heart check, a soul check. Like you're here now, mm-hmm. you're here now. And we'll, we'll get into all this, but I, I love it. And I think about how we start with worship and worship just beats down yeah. whatever it is that you came in with. Everybody can get at the same mm-hmm. level when, the, when worship starts taking place. We, yep. we at least have the opportunity. Absolutely. So if the Lord yeah. is going to move somewhere, mm-hmm. he can level us all out. Some who are, are really high from the week can get to the place where it's like, okay, we know we're on this plane. Some who are really low, the Lord can bring them up. Right. You know, that right. valley being exalted. And now we're at the same plane mm-hmm. where everybody, the Holy Spirit's going to take us somewhere now. He wants to do something. And I just, I was thinking through that, like, wow, like worship plays such an important role, which is why Pastor Zach talks about it all the time. Absolutely. And, and that's why we need to allow worship to play the same role in our everyday life. Correct. Worship is a, is a Sunday through Saturday yeah. thing. So in the same way that we start with worship, mm-hmm. start your day with worship. Yeah. You know, maybe if it's, if even it's just one song, mm-hmm. uh, but, or maybe it's when you're driving to work to do something that gets your mind focusing on what uh, on where it should be because mm. that's where you're going to live your life from. You Absolutely. Know, the first song we sang was Rest on Us. So like yeah. as the Spirit is moving over the waters, mm-hmm. Spirit come move over us. Mm-hmm. That should be our prayer as we, as, as we start each day. So His Spirit is, is moving over us. Yeah. It, it, it is there. But we have to come alive to that fact and then live from that place. Yeah. Well, this is really important because sometimes we're so driven Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, by our emotions. We're, we're driven by feelings. Listen, they're good indicators, but they should never be a driver. And, and when those feelings sway and we bob and we go to and fro, yep. we really do have to find that balance of like, hey, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. Right. Okay, so we're going to bring some rejoicing. We're going to bring some thanksgiving. There's a reason why Paul is writing to Thessalonians like, hey, it's the will of God that you mm-hmm. give thanks in all things. Not necessarily for all things, but in all things. And that posture of gratitude, and it's not just because it's Thanksgiving week. I really feel like that's what the Lord has been dealing with me. Hey, even in these challenging seasons, there should be a song of praise that rises up. There should be, there's so much Mm -hmm. to be grateful for. And I think if we're if we're hyper-focused on maybe the areas that aren't necessarily working, this is where worship is really, really good to bring us right back to that level yes. of place of like, okay, God, you're good. Right. You're faithful. Right. I move. You never move. Yes. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, yes. today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because we have to align ourselves with the truth. Yes. The truth of God's word. Yes. And then and then we are set free. Amen. From the bondage of mm-hmm. being taken to and fro by our emotions. Yep. Every little, you know, storm that comes our way won't knock us out mm-hmm. because we, we know the truth. Yeah. We can weather it. That's so good. That's Matthew 7 right there, man. The end of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, apply these teachings and you'll be like the person who built his house on the rock. So, mm-hmm. And it is that process. And I love that we're invited to the process of a journey. Maybe you're thinking sometimes when you commit some grave sin, why doesn't the Lord just take you out? God is gracious. Mm-hmm. He is merciful. He is long-suffering. He actually wants you to get it. 
He's not interested in smiting you. No, he's not. He wants yes. you to get yep. it. It's an yep. invitation. This is really good. It's a relationship we're being brought to. And of course, you know, thinking about moving from worship into this prophetic word from Pastor John, which really was within the first song or two. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was so elated for a number of reasons on Sunday. And then moving into this word, like, don't grow weary. Mm-hmm. Man, I needed that word so much. Like, yeah, okay. Stick with it. Stick with it. You're going to reap. Don't yep. lose heart. Yep. Yeah. Because I think, especially as Americans um, or, or, you know, people who live in a, in a modern society where we're used to having things really quick. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, God, I was faithful. I obeyed. So now it's your turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like what he's saying is, yeah, keep doing it. Good job, buddy. Like, keep, yeah. keep going. You're, you're doing it. You're doing well. His his peace, the fruit of it comes in time. Yeah, just like any fruit from any plant comes in time. Um, but we want to jump ahead, and what we don't, what I, I think we we lose sight of is mm-hmm. we 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 don't understand like you're gonna you would miss out on a bunch of other things that would happen that that do happen in the process. It's good, Luke. Um, if you jump if you jumped ahead, like I'm just thinking back right now to um last Sunday with John and Kim, mm. you know, like she, you know, they had this, this journey of infertility. They had, they had grace. Um, and then they couldn't have another, another child. Like the, the Lord wasn't giving them another child. Um, and then they, they had the right heart posture, but it wasn't like right out of that heart posture, the Lord then gave them another child. No, they yeah. have all these other beautiful foster children that so they adopted. Good. And now, now this December, they're going to have another child. The Lord was faithful, but it's like, I think a lot of times we just want to see to the next, the next baby. Yeah. And then what we don't understand is the Lord has other babies mm-hmm. along the way. It's good, so man. not only is he going to be faithful, but he's going to, he provides all these other blessings and joys along the way as we are faithful. There's so much more in that journey. It literally, as you were talking there, what I'm seeing is, what I heard rather was, it's a seed in the ground, mm-hmm. which has seed time harvest, a yes. process of time, not a coin in a slot machine. Right. This is like you just said, we're so Western in our thinking. Mm-hmm. We're so immediate in our expectation for pleasure and gratification right. and immediate fulfillment. And it's like, I put the coin in, but I put the coin in. Right. I even think about the way we use terms like love deposits so I can make a <laughs> withdrawal. And it's like, I'm not going to get into that. But. You know, it's like, hey, we're sowing seed. Yes. We reap together. Right. The good thing about sowing seed is that I can sow and we can reap together. So there's right. so much more to that. And the thing is, along the journey, the Lord fleshes out yeah. even the dream mm. that that you that that you already have in your heart mm. and, and what and what you are persevering for. But he's gonna he fleshes that out as he, you know, works on us. Yeah. And I I think this is actually a really good segue into um, the announcement from Pastor Daniel yeah. and well, Steven I mean, Salvatore. It, it, it's 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 this exact exact lesson. I remember bumping into uh, Pastor Daniel and Stephen uh, last week after Pastor Zach had shared the account of Joseph Joseph from Genesis, and Pastor Daniel and Stephen just saying like, "Wow, the fulfillment of a dream." This is a perfect setup message for what we need to share with the body. And this is amazing. If you think through last week's message being on a dream that had, you know, a period of time, somewhere between 15 or 10 to 20 years before its actual fulfillment. And here we have Stephen, an elder of our church, standing up and talking about a 30 to 40 year old 
dream and vision. And if you picked up, I mean, there were so many things that were said, and I'd like go to back flesh and listen. Yeah, go you got to go back yeah. and listen because even the prophetic word from his wife Susanna, the multiple prophetic words, words like it's his providence. This mm-hmm. is long before our church was ever ever formed. This is like '99. Yeah, and and Stephen was not a part of the framing of the name of our church. So right. it's just so interesting to see how the Lord intricately and integrally wove everything together mm-hmm. all these pieces that even Stephen was saying we're all a part of we yeah. all have some part in this amazing journey but what you see is the part that gets me the most about what Stephen was talking about is we all have this critical piece you see it in Joseph when Joseph gets to sort of the end of himself he's in prison now when you read the account in the scripture and he's like man these guys forgot about me mm-hmm. they forgot about me boom and that's where the Lord needs us. You see it with Abraham. He has to lay down Isaac, the dream, the prized possession, mm-hmm. the son of his old age, the one he waited for, yeah. that God said he's going to populate the earth with. Right. And we all have to have this point where we're given a vision, we're given a dream, and we got to lay it down. Mm-hmm. We got to let the Lord be willing to resurrect it. That's part of what I heard when yeah. Stephen was talking yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's like we think oh, God's going to take this away from me. And it's like, no, what you're going to receive from this is you're, you're surrendering it to him and he's the driver of it. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what's really interesting. You, you and I talked about this off the mic, how, how your revelation, your personal yeah, revelation is yeah. like, hey, I've got these things that are gifts from God. Yep. We look at Abraham with Isaac or we look at Joseph with the dream. Right. I've got these things that are gift from God, gifts from God. If yeah, I, it could be like your, um, just for example, like your job or a hobby or... <laughs> Um, a skill that you have or, or different, you know, possessions or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It could different be, gifts. It people could, in your life. It could be a prophetic word yeah. from the Lord about providence mm-hmm. like Stephen had received, you know? Yep. It's like, I, I didn't see it, God, so I'm giving up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the message on Sunday met me so much is that I really have been drawn back. And in fact, the, what we have to remember is the Lord is actually part of our faith. Yes. He is the reason for our faith. Yeah. He has given us faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the faith of Jesus. And so what's so, you're, you're, you're not buying no, it. I was, no, no, I was just thinking, it's like, you know how he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, yeah. the beginning and the end. Yeah. I think sometimes we we can see him as the Alpha mm-hmm. of our faith, the mm-hmm. beginning. <laughs> but then we start to think, oh, I have to be the Omega. Yes! I have to finish this work. Yeah. But no, he is the beginning and the end of all things. Which is so good because in terms of our faith, he is actually the perfecter yes. of our faith. That omega yeah. is mm-hmm. that complete perfecter. Yeah. He's the one that's going to perfect it. And, uh, you know, I-, I just find it so encouraging because you see an elder, you see Stephen standing up, you see the zeal of the youth in Pastor Daniel. And I often see through whatever work God is doing, you see these paired together. You see the wisdom of the aged with the zeal of the youth. And I really do believe that in our time, um, God knows what he's doing. Yes. And so it was really cool to hear. I mean, I would say, excuse me, go back and listen to the announcement like Luke just said, take a listen. It was awesome. But what really it boils down to is Pastor Daniel and Stephen know that they're both called to a work in Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the big question that people have is, well, what is it? What does it look like? And that's okay. That's a great question. I remember hearing the stories of our, our framers and founders here of this mm-hmm. church, and they would say, 
after a couple years of prayer, like, what is it? What are we doing here? Is this actually a church? And I, I love how open-ended this is. It's so indicative of how the Spirit of God has led all of us mm-hmm. that we don't have to necessarily put like these packaged words on it right now. Right. We're going to pray. We're going to seek the Lord. We know we're called to this missional work right here in Providence. Yep. God, what do you want to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an outgrowth. Mm. It's, a, you know, it's folding out of us. Yes. It's coming, it's yes. coming out, out of what God is doing here. And that's why it's, I'm really challenging everyone, go back and, and listen and then understand like you're here for a reason. Your life has purpose and you are part of the work of God too. So mm. that same thing that you see displayed in this announcement is true for your own personal Amen. life. So the, the, the truths about God, uh, they reveal themselves and they happen on different and multiple layers. Yeah. I just think sometimes like we, we get lost in just seeing it on a, we can understand it, understand it happening on a big, a big scale, like what we saw, but it's, again, it's, it works all the way down to your personal life. Absolutely. Like, it, it is, it is true all the way through. Absolutely. I, I use this in my class. You were there. You mm-hmm. took my class. I mean, the Lord taught me to believe again. With a dollar. Yeah. With one dollar. And he built upon that in my own life, this place where I could trust him, where I feel like now I'm being challenged. He's drawing these things out of me. I'm being challenged to believe him for even more. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we look at our lives and we say, hey, we know we're called to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise Mm -hmm. the dead. And we say that and it becomes our mantra. But the journey to get there, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's not about those things. Mm-mm. It's about the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Amen. those are signs that Amen. follow. It's about Amen. transformation yep. of lives. Yep. But we've made those the benchmarks and the right. things that we're looking for. Right. And, and God's like, no, this is more relational. And in order for you to be a part of those things, you got to trust me in all these little areas. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What was um, uh, just from it was a long announcement. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. What would you say is like one key takeaway? Was it that, that, that you'd want to highlight? As, as I was thinking about this, you know, I think one of the most drawing things, not one of the most, but one of the drawing things about our church, what makes it truly when Pastor Zach stands at the pulpit or any one of the leaders stands at the pulpit on the stage and says, hey, we hold everything with an open hand. Mm-hmm. You, you see that no greater than a time like this where it's right. like, we don't care about our assets and the people that God has sent to us. Everything is held with an right. open hand. So I think what I love about our church is this is not the first time we've done this. It just happens to be the first time we've done it with somebody who's been so, you know, a part of our team here. Mm-hmm. And I would say the big takeaway is you need to ask the Lord right now. I, I love what Pastor Zach said on Sunday. He said, hey, listen, the, the benefit we have while we've done this in the past with other churches that have started up, the benefit we have is time. Like Pastor yep. Daniel and Stephen are here, so you don't have to make a decision today and yep. jump in, but take time in the last month of this year. Take time to pray and seek the Lord because Pastor Daniel and Stephen, they said it. And, and I just talked to him earlier today. They're hitting the ground running in the new year, yep. praying and seeking what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. So pray about whether or not you're called to the unstopping of those wells in yeah. Providence. Yeah. And as Pastor Daniel shared, the establishment of a new altar mm-hmm. on the original existing altar and the development of a new temple. Like, absolutely. You know, whatever yeah. that means, you got to yeah. pray about, okay, God, are you calling me to this work? Mm. Amen. Amen. And I, I, one thing that really came out to me when mm. Pastor Zach was, and he said this many times, um, but I think it's important because it really highlights the heart of our leadership. 
uh, he says, you know, like one of our greatest assets, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically, it's the people yeah. that the Lord has brought to our church. And, you know, we're, we're not a church of stockpiling for ourselves. Mm. Uh, you know, you can think to the parable that Jesus told about the man who, know. you know, he built barns and then he's like, oh man, I have all this stuff. I'm going to tear them down and build bigger barns. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, God says, you fool, this very night, your life is required of you. That's not what we're doing here. Yeah. So I think sometimes like we can uh, be distracted by building projects or, or being like, oh, it's, it's, it's too big. And like, what are we doing? Like we're doing all this for ourselves. No, that's not, that's not what's happening. No. It's these, these kinds of projects are part of stewarding what the Lord brings here. Um, but the real heart check is, are we open to um, the Lord moving pieces around and expanding the way he wants to expand. And that's the heart of, that's the heart of our leadership. That's Zach and Ashley. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's, that is their heart. They're not, they're not stockpiling for themselves and we are not stockpiling for ourselves. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because one of the things uh, we could dialogue about or sometimes consider as a team is like, Hey, is there, is there too much going on all the time? And one mm -hmm. of the, one of the things that I absolutely love is like, Hey, that's proof right there yeah. that we're not stockpiling. We're not trying to hoard and make sure everything's here. Right. These things are literally happening in real time. God mm -hmm. is speaking to people. I mean, I just think about Pastor Zach's message last week about, hey, we're here to help you steward the dreams that God's given you. And that is totally fulfilled one week later with this Absolutely. announcement yep. saying, hey, these guys have been praying. Mm -hmm. This has been birthing. We've got to get behind this. And I actually love being a part of an actively moving, Holy Spirit-driven church. You know, yeah. we don't want stale and stagnant and we're building up something else just right. to be, no, no. Right, no. right. Well, and that's, and that's where our attitude plays a big role because God's doing this regardless of our yeah. attitude, right? Yeah, um, But the, the extent to which our attitude is open mm. and supple and, and, and being willing to receive what he has for us, that's going to allow us to experience that that shows us to what extent we're going to be able to see it actually yeah. play out through us. Yeah. You know, one of the the words that um Steven Salvatore shared from his wife was um how she was she she was seeing she was in a room and there was the, the blueprint oh, of the city that, of Providence. That vision was so and, powerful. And she knew it like she had this awareness that it was the father and the son like um they were looking at the city and they were really excited and they're they're strategically planning like where they're going to place people based on their giftings and and all this stuff. And, and, and it was, and one of the takeaways that she had from that was how they were very certain and it was like they were in charge. Yes. Right. So, plan. so God's plan is what plays out. Our attitude and our willingness is, 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 is our determinant in, and how we get to see that play out and, and what, and our participation in it. Cause he's going to do what he's going to do. But if you're willing, you get to be part of bigger and more. That's right. And, and, and the question often comes up, hey, how do, how do I be a part of God's plan mm -hmm. like that? If you are willing and obedient, yeah. the scripture says, you eat the good of the land. Through faith and patience, they inherited the promises. And, and that is probably one of the most trying things. And yet, Sunday's announcement should be a testament to every living one of us yeah. that a 30-year wait, a 40-year wait? Wow. Wow. I mean, my wife and I, we looked at each other. We're like, whoa, I, I hope. And, and, and Stephen even said at one of the services, you, you don't have to wait as long as me, hopefully. But right. what does it take? 
It takes obedience mm-hmm. and just getting in line with God's will. What does that mean? Put one foot in front of the other. Follow and obey. Mm-hmm. Just, just he says, go. You just obey. Just yeah. step out. It's it's Absolutely. that easy. Just yep. obeying the little steps. And that's this is where I, I Pastor Zach's message. Really I know it's tie right ties in. Ties right in. Because <laughs> if you if, you know you can if you get it, it's a lot. It's a lot quicker. Mm. Well, take us there. Breathe it out with, with, with Pastor Zach's message in so, terms of the the uh, Romans. 10. Romans 10. There it is. I was like, yeah. Romans 10, Romans 5 through 10. 10. He did, I think, 5 through 13 yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but it's, you know, it's talking. And before we had come on, I went back and read, and I was just looking at um, just the four verses before that. Yeah. And it it has to do with, like, Paul's sharing his heart's desire for his people, mm. for, for the Jewish people to come to know God. And he's like, you know, they, he, he says, um, this in verse three, he says, well, in verse two, he says like they have a, they have a, a strong zeal for God, mm-hmm. um, but they, they're, they're not understanding the true heart of it. They think it comes from fulfilling the law yeah. and muscling their way through. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we come into the message where it is like, you know, believe in your heart, mm-hmm. confess with your mouth yep. that Jesus is Lord. You yeah. will be saved. Yeah. Yeah, and then Pastor Zach did. You know, he he really unpacked that. That's and he awesome. Talked about he talked about lordship. Mm-hmm. You know, allowing Jesus to be Lord of every area of our life. Yeah, um, unpacking these Tupperware containers or these Ziploc bags where we have sealed tight, mm. and and we're we're not we're not really allowing the the fullness of our sanctification in the Lord to to flow into that. And I wanted to speak to that because I think it's really important. Um, the, you might have been in one of two camps as, as you were listening to the message on Sunday. You're either in the camp that was saved within the 30-year time frame that Pastor Zach was talking about, or you're in the camp that was a little bit earlier, you know, and, and saying, and he's right. I've had these conversations with that generation. My parents are a part of that generation. And some of the ones I would talk to would say like, hey, I, I don't understand that. Like, we just, we went all in. We got radically saved. And in fact, yeah. Carmen used to have that song, Radically Saved. And I think it was a great distinction that Pastor Zach brought up. It just means that you literally did surrender every area. Everything. Now, I would say this. This is what happens when a second and third generation comes to know the Lord, is that don't, don't get discouraged mm-hmm. if you feel like, well, why do I have 27 things? Why do I have all these buckets? Why are all these Tupperware containers and Ziploc bags? Like, don't be discouraged mm-hmm. because what it, what it actually reveals is that somebody like me, and I was thinking I, w- I was exactly that second person yeah. that Pastor Zach was talking about, and I took no shame or guilt to that because I'm a second generation believer and I could have been born on a pew and I made an early decision out of faith and obedience and what it what it brought me to was a greater revelation and a realization as I grew up to realize like wow god you can't you want every area of my life I can't have these compartments that I have like this is what I do for Kurt and himself and for others and this is what I give to god right. it's just I built a compartmentalized life it's not that the lord didn't want to be a part of it you know so uh, we have to learn. And so wherever you are on that spectrum, we, it's still a learning process. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think this is where it's important. You know, maybe some of our listeners don't know what sanctification is. It's mm. a theological term. 
Why don't you unpack that? Oh, you're, you're going to throw the term out yes. there and make me unpack you are, it. You oh, are my the goodness. pastor in this scenario. So, in, just in this scenario. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, get, you get paid for this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> cancel. Cancel. Dave, hit a cancel button right there. You just bleep that right uh, out from Luke. You sorry. better do it, Dave. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I have these conversations with people all the time, and it's salvation and sanctification. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to be frank with you, um, these were not these were not dichotomous concepts or nope. separate concepts nope. that I really grew up understanding. They were all in one for me. Yeah. They were woven into one. As you understand the scripture, I mean, you go to First Corinthians six, and Paul says, "Hey, these are not going to inherit the kingdom of God." But such were some of you. But you've been washed, you've been sanctified, you've been justified. Okay, so we see that there is a there's actually a sanctification that takes place at your salvation. Mm-hmm. But there is a working out of your faith. Philippians yeah. 2.12, work out your faith through fear and trembling. And so there has to be a working out of what took place in the spirit to produce sanctification. Peter's letter says, hey, add to your faith virtue or moral excellence. And I would say that that moral excellence is that sanctification, that there's a responsibility. And I like that you're bringing it up because what you're saying is you can see that, hey, I got baptized, I got saved. And the full immersion took place, but maybe there was a greater sanctification that needs. I need to bring this bucket and say, "Whoa, yeah, the Lord, the Lord highlighted something here. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit just put the spotlight on something." Okay, yeah, you can have that too. Can, and I talked to you about this before we get mm-hmm. on the mic. Yeah, I'm in the process right now. Absolutely, we all are. Yeah, what? Do, how? How do we do this, Lord? Do you dump it? Do I dump <laughs> it? Do you take the lid off? Do I take the lid off? Are we doing this together? What does this look like? <laughs> So there you go. There's sanctification. 30 seconds. Oh my goodness. But it's a process. Yes. Well, see, this is what this is where I really loved uh, a lot of things that Pastor Zach said. But it's what is he asks the question like, what is the, what is Jesus not the Lord of? Right. Right. And, and it's because in reality, if we are saved, He is Lord of everything. He is. But to what extent are you cooperating with that? And as Pastor Zach says, introducing these areas to jesus yeah so it's jesus knows okay i know you're not but hiding it's, but it's us coming into and that's yes. where the uh, the sanctification being made more like jesus is is we're coming into alignment with it and and he says that pastor zach said he said faith says the lord has already justified them so i have to uh, by faith i am taking that truth okay this area of my life that i still feel is broken mm. jesus has justified that mm. he doesn't look at me through the lens of that brokenness mm-hmm. and then it says uh and then he goes on to say fear depression doubt lust greed etc have you met jesus so mm. you take that to jesus and 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 you'll find the truth is that jesus has justified you yeah. he doesn't see you through that brokenness yeah but in order for him to deal with that, you have to bring it to him. That's so, it's foundational. It's fundamental. I'm, I'm literally bursting with imagery as you're speaking here. And I'm thinking about every encounter that Jesus had with people on the earth as he walked here. Hey, what do you want? What do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, does anybody condemn you? Nobody's left. Hey, I don't right. condemn you either. Yeah. Every time Jesus found people or they found him, he did bring their, their weakness, brokenness, disgustingness was present in front of them, even when they shouldn't have come, the leper, the woman with the issue of blood, all these things that should not have been around him, and he wasn't perturbed or put off by them, the demoniac. He just, he engaged, and and this is where, like you're saying, all I keep hearing, uh, um, what is her name? Oh, hopefully it comes to me. 
there is a, a singer and she wrote a song and it says, come out of hiding. You're safe here with me. And it's, it's, oh, I don't, I it's so I recognize yeah. the, the lyrics. It's I don't so I good. can't think of the But artist. that's all I keep hearing when, yeah. when we think about this message from Pastor Zach. It's like, let those areas, you've already been saved. You, even if you weren't saved, God already knows what's going mm-hmm. on. He sees everything. Yep. But come out of hiding. It's that place of coming out of hiding yes. that enables you and yep. the Lord to deal with it. Amen. Amen. And uh, a great, great quote from, from, Zach, from Pastor Zach yesterday was, um, you're not as far off as you think oh, you are. Oh, yes. The word, Jesus, is near, near you, yep. in your mouth and in your heart. All it takes is believing and confessing. So start from that place in that area that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you. So even your awareness of these different, uh, we talked about it like Tupperware containers, yeah. or different areas of, our, of your life that you feel are you know, packaged away. The fact that you're that's coming to mind, that's the Holy Spirit sure bringing is. it to you. Sure mind. is. So cooperate with that yeah. and, and just believe and confess Jesus over that area. You're, you're speaking the truth of your salvation to that area, and you're going to find that Jesus was, already, was always there. That's right. You have to go there so he can show you how he was there and how he redeems that. That's good. And he builds on that. You get something even more than just that darkness that you think is there. That's so good, Luke. So Stephanie Gretzinger was... The oh, singer yeah. there, there look go. it up. It's there a great song. It's yeah. called Out of Hiding. To your point right there, anywhere where I have an area that the Holy Spirit highlights and there's still like a, a twinge, there's still some pain, there's still like, no, 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 or something comes up in mm-hmm. conversation or no, I can't go there. I can't. Anywhere we can't go, mm-hmm. at some point in our faith journey, the Lord's going to want to deal with. Yeah. And it's for our healing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that became clear to me as we're like running out of time here, one of the things that became clear to me through my own journey years ago is that scars versus wounds. Mm. Jesus still has scars, but he has no wounds. Mm. So Jesus has been healed of his wounds, but he still eternally has these scars. Yeah. You know that because he's already raised in his resurrected body and he showed his scars to his disciples. Scars are memories without pain. Yeah. Now, unhealthy scar tissue can build, can build up and it needs to be cleaned out, massaged out, whatever. But scars, the Lord wants us to come to places where these areas, these Tupperware containers, these boxes, compartments can be completely exposed yep. to where even if the memory comes up, there is a healing that's taken place where it's a scar, it becomes a memory and a story, right. but there's no longer pain associated with it. Right. right. And that's a painful journey to go through. No, I, I, but I think where the enemy trips us up is he makes us feel like, oh yeah, you have to atone for that. Yeah. You are going to have to really make up <laughs> you gotta for pay that. for that one you got but the truth is jesus went to the cross so yes. the atonement the price was already paid yeah it is finished mm. it is done now there might be some work that goes into unpacking that but really it's it's a, again what's the image that jesus gives us i am the good shepherd you mm. are my sheep so yeah. you're not gonna shepherd yourself jesus will guide you through it so good. But you have to let him mm. That's why the scripture uses terms like propitiation, which Mm -hmm. honestly can be broken down very simply to the price paid in full. It's a full atonement. Nothing else can be associated. No amount of blood of bulls and goats and all these different things. The price that he paid, the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. And as you were talking there, as Pastor Zach was talking, I keep going to Romans 5.1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, 
we have peace with God. And if we start from that place, that foundation of, hey, we've been justified simply by believing in our heart and confessing in our mouth, we've been justified by that faith. Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. What does that equate to? That equates to peace with God is what Romans 5, 1 says. Mm -hmm. Having just justified by faith, we have peace with God. We're saved from wrath through him. So we don't have to be afraid. This is where that shame and that guilt goes bye-bye because it's like, hey, I'm going to bring my mess. We go right to Hebrews. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help. And what you're saying and what Pastor Zach was saying is like, hey, hey, sin, have you met Jesus? Mm -hmm. Jesus, here it is. Yep. You know, depression, anxiety, fear, lust, whatever it is, here's Jesus. Right. Right. And I, I, I think that's so, it's so cool. Cause you know, we, we are humans. We have a limited, uh, capacity, uh, a limited emotional capacity, mental capacity. So this walking out, it's actually more of a, a discovery. So think of it as an adventure with Jesus and you're, mm. you're discovering just how Good. much Jesus has, has saved you. So, cause he could like get you to the end and it's like, boom, done. Great. But he doesn't want to rob you of this journey of like, wow, see, I took care of that. Wow. Not just how much he has saved us from, but the actual depth yeah, of he his wants, love. Right. He wants to use that to build your faith. That you would understand yeah. with all the saints, yes. the height, the width, right. the depth, and length <laughs> of his love. But you can't get it all at once. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Dude, yeah. that's so good. That's mm-hmm. a great process. Well, I would like you to fist bump me because sure. it has been a long time since we pushed a 40-minute show, but it's wow. Thanksgiving week. But God. But God. So we actually <laughs> both wore our sweatshirts today. You just happen to take yours off it's first. It's hot in here. Okay? It is hot. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man. Uh, great, great time today. I am so excited. Listen, find Pastor Daniel. Find Steven throughout mm, the week. Pray for them. Weekend. Pray for them. Jump in. They'll be around throughout the month, but maybe uh, definitely seek the Lord about how he wants you to be a part of that. Nice extended show today for the Thanksgiving break. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. And I think you should close us in prayer. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you uh, for the gift that it is to be part of your your move, what your Holy Spirit is doing here um, on the earth. And we're seeing it happen right in front of our eyes in our area. And I just pray that we would all come into alignment, that we would see everything that you've given us as a tool um, that we would see um, all of your plans in our life and not be afraid to um, go to those areas of our life that we're, we're kind of keeping away. Um, but we just go there knowing that you've already redeemed us in that area and you just want us to uh, come into a deeper trust and love for you as we see how you've uh, taken care of our hurts, our pains, um, our brokenness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, once again, happy Thanksgiving. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. That's The Breakdown. Catch you next week. 